Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. So, we have gone through all of the kings who sat, and queen who sat on the Iron Throne, and we have gone through what we have dubbed the Dance of the Dragons, a melee tournament where we pitted the exceptional kings and queen who stood above the rest as someone who left an indelible mark on Westerosi history. Mm-hmm. And we had them, the dragons, battle each other out, and we're down to three. Our top three of who were the most exceptional in each of those bouts, but now we're going to determine who was the best of the best. Who was the most impactful, most significant person to sit on the Iron Throne? Mm-hmm. So, our com- combatants will be Aegon the Conqueror, mm-hmm. Robert Baratheon, Robert the aka Robert the Usurper, and of course Jaehaerys the Conciliator. Mm-hmm. So, three pretty big heavyweights, obviously. Yes. But before so, we do that, we, we got uh, some fun little recaps of our highest and lowest scores mm-hmm. in several categories. So first, highest in the Category of the portrait. Number one. I thought we said. Uh, I thought we had put Aegon there. Well, Aegon yeah, but 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 here 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 go the top five. Okay. Top five. Uh, number five, Makar the Anvil with nine. Look like mm-hmm. a king. Aegon the Unlikely, a nine. Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra. I, I'm I've given her this nickname now. Rhaenyra the Rightful, but also Rhaenyra the Half Year Queen. <laughs> nine Darren the Young Dragon nine and a half and yes. number one was Aegon the Conqueror ten fair enough Low, but now the other side lowest in portrait uh, the the Uggos as I guess as you would call them mm-hmm. so number 17 Aegon the Dragon's Bane number <laughs> he got six I think why we said was like he just looked so kind of like he didn't look bad, he just looked kind of dowdy and like kind of like I'm sad. Yeah. Like even there he look he looks miserable sadly. <laughs> uh number 18 Aegon the Usurper 5.5. 5. Like I think what the way uh like uh, behind the scenes when uh one of the fans was working on the Westeros um, fan site and mm-hmm. uh, got George R. He actually got George R. Martin to give like uh, portrait descriptions of, of all the people. Yeah. He said of Aegon the second Aegon, the usurper that like Aegon had kind of the same girth as his father, but like all the joy oh. and kind of affability in Aegon's face mm-hmm. or, or rather Vis- Viserys the first face is gone. Oh, and I was like, kind of like, if if you remember back, what what Aegon the Usurper kind of looked like? It's like, yeah, he just like he doesn't look like this kind of like friendly guy, friendly pushover. Mm-hmm. He looks more like a kind of a jerk, right? Which he was. Yeah. Then we got Aegon the Unworthy five. Ouch. He he looked kind of scary. I think. Yeah. So, like, that's the only reason we gave him any points. <laughs> and then, like, 
Ares, the Mad King, he got four and a half. Yeah, he looked. Uh, yeah, he looked bad. Yeah. And last and least, and rounding out, appearing in every one of these categories, mm. Tristan Truefire zero because we got no portrait of him. Fair enough. <laughs> so, automatic zero. Yes. But the other one we got for uh, just fun. Uh, we got the highest and lowest scoring for all of the kings and queen who sat on the Iron Throne. So this time, let's go from lowest and then go to the highest scores. So okay. the the top lowest scores, number 17, Aegon the Usurper. Hold on, I didn't actually write down what he scored, so give me a second. Oh, boy. But, yeah, he did not score well, obviously. Yeah. Uh. Okay, three, two, one. All right, Aegon the Usurper got 38.5. Okay. Not good. Number 18, but also a dragon. He got he got dragon, but he also got lowest score. Right. Viserys second. A... He, he's our lowest scoring dragon with uh, 36. I'm trying to remember. It's, it's been a while, I confess. What, what was his screw-up that made us rank him a dragon, but make him such a such a stupid ruler oh no no no! it's it's the opposite it was that he was a it's that he's a great ruler it's just that he just kind of like he only was king for a year it's like he was basically hand oh, okay. for, for for like he was hand for for aegon the third for darren the young dragon and for baylor okay. he, just had circ- he, had, he had a case of circumstances against him yeah okay yeah, it's really hard yeah oh like he, we didn't give him big points for warrior because he didn't really fight, and nice. like, and like we couldn't give him full marks for ruling because he did he wasn't ruling in his own right, and right. also but at the same time like he didn't get too bad for madness and his rule because it was like well it's not exactly his fault, right? And he also wasn't around long enough to really screw it up. Yeah, well, in his own name. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. He kind of was a preview to what we'll do when for our next season when we're going to cover claimants and hands for the hands, where it's just like how much can a hand do when the when the ruler is either willingly going along or is completely contrary to what the hand wants to do. Right. And so that's all the struggles. Right. The hand the hand can only wipe so much, as the saying goes. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, you heard the term, the king shits, the hand wipes. Yes, absolutely. 19... Which is, which is true. Very true. Very true. Poor Ned. Yeah. 19, Joffrey the Illborn, 34.5. Oh, poor boy. Number 20, I think Ares II escaped. The Mad King escaped. Only because, because he was because so bad. Right. That like I think he, yeah he got the perfect score of twenty in Madness and Misrule so that tipped him over. Right. Um, but, and also because remember we also ranked him as a the guy ruled for almost two decades. Yeah. And apart from at the end, it wasn't a complete disaster. Well, but then like the end counts, dude. So it was a complete disaster. Right. The end but... was such a the end was such a disaster that that's all we could do. Yeah. 20 with 31.5, Aenys the first. Okay. 
Miserable Aenys, the Forgotten. <laughs> yeah. You do you remember who he is? <laughs> nope. He was the king that followed Aegon. Exactly. Poor kid. Yeah. And uh, last and least, 21, again, Tristane Truefire, 25.6. Poor kid. I know. Just can't catch a break. No, he can't. Yeah. But at the same time, we were fair. It was like, yeah, we can only be so sympathetic. Right. It's like, it's like obviously, like, yeah, you were a prop, but... You were a prop. You weren't around long enough to screw anything up. You also weren't around long enough to do anything. So you're just kind of a, a non-entity. Exactly. Which, in its own way, is kind of more embarrassing than being a terrible king. Because at least if you're a terrible king, people remember you. Maybe yeah. Not fondly, maybe not fondly, but they still remember you. As, if anything, it's a lesson to be learned. Yes. So... Oh well, when you put it like that, yeah. Uh, but you can you can learn just as much from from bad rulers as you can from good rulers. Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen very often, but it's possible. Hopefully. Well, yeah, that's like it's like the idea is to, the idea is to make sure you you do the right. The idea is to make sure that you repeat what the good rulers did. And don't repeat, and don't repeat what the bad rulers did. Sadly, things can get lost in that translation a bit. Absolutely. So, for the high score, we yes. have Darren the Good, 69.5. Okay. Dragon. Right. All these guys are dragons. Fair enough. Number four... Robert the Usurper, 70.5. 70, 70. Stag. Yeah, he was a stag. Mm -hmm. Our one and only stag. Yep. And Number there were only two. Well, three. Three? Sorry, one. One. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we didn't do Tommen episode because Tommen's story's not done in the, in the books. He's done in the series, but he's not done in the books. And that might be an episode. That might be an episode. We might do show Tommen. Exactly. Continue. Uh, number three, Aegon the Unlikely, good old egg, 84.5. Yeah. Just narrowly yes. beaten by Aegon the Conqueror, who got 85. That is so close. Nicely done. Oh, 85, though. Really good. And at the top with number one, still astonishingly higher than every, everyone else, especially when you compare it to Tristane Truefire, who's 25.6. Number one is <laughs> Jaehaerys the Conciliator with 104.5. Woo! Damn, he's better than Aegon by probably almost a third. Yeah. Amazingly on top for score. Yeah. But will that weigh in for our final melee? So let's get into it. Let's get start the debate. So, so like, let's I just... Let's just recap and talk a little bit about each one before we right. pit them against each other. Brief so, brief recap. Remember, remember, these are the three big ones. So, Aegon the Conqueror, obviously the conqueror and uniter of six of the seven kingdoms, didn't get that one last kingdom, and that did haunt him very much. So, yes. In all fairness, that took two hundred years for people to get. Yes, I guess. And that's even then, it wasn't even done by conquest; it was done through diplomacy. Exactly. Interesting, and. Uh, so then, after that, you get 
And so he was also pretty good at the whole ruling thing. Right. Next, historically, we for this bout, we got Jaehaerys the Conciliator. So he, he succeeded the most infamous king to sit on the Iron Throne, or at least one of them. Right. And Magor. Oh. Magor. And, like, he was the perfect opposite of Magor. He was wise. He was conscientious. He, he did not use force except when it was necessary, and when he did, he was pretty swift and effective. Mm-hmm. He wasn't bloodthirsty. Oh, yeah, not bloodthirsty. Just He was the model of a king and everything you want. He reigned for a long time. The only real issue of his reign, other than some real hindsight 2020 things that he would never have been able to have foreseen, right, is like that he had like a succession issue. And if a succession issue is all your problem when you just dealt with Magor and had civil right. wars all the time and like a bloody madman at the head, this is a that's really awesome. I mean, he created a code of law for Westeros and he. He built he built the modern Westeros. Yeah. Anyways, well. And okay, last and not least, mm-hmm. Robert Baratheon, Robert the the usurper, the demon of the trident. He is just mm-hmm. this legendary, amazing warrior who did what Rhaenyra could only do for six months. What Damon Damon and the rest of his Blackfire heirs could not do. Robert actually did. He usurped the throne. He removed the Targaryen dynasty. What a legacy. That makes him such an amazing figure. From there, it's a bit more on the dubious side because then it's... Then he's like a mediocre king. You You have the case of the good warrior, but not necessarily the good king. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. Which actually... Which, in our case, brings up kind of an interesting way we can sort of debate this. Because here's, we kind of, in my opinion, we have two schools of thought that we can go to. We can go to who is the more remembered figure, or we can honestly go for who truly is the better ruler. That's and a good question. And no, and here's where things get That's a great question. That, that's so unfair. That's so perfect. That's perfect right know, there. Because, because, here's where, because here's where things get complicated. Aegon is in the contention almost no matter what. Because the guy was a good ruler, the guy was a good general, and the guy has a legacy that is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Where things get complicated, though, is that legacy versus the ability as a ruler. Because... The way I see it, Jaehaerys is undoubtedly the better ruler than Robert Baratheon. Yeah. But is his but is his legacy greater? That is a little bit trickier. Yeah, that's a good question because yes and no. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is why things are complicated. So really, it's going to the real debate is who's going to win. Jaharis versus versus Robert. Because Aegon's already going to be in the top tier. Well, I don't know, but the one thing I, I will say, though, mm-hmm. the one thing that puts Robert above the other two... Listening? It is that, that like, 
I have to keep on harping it. Why we could never give perfect scores to the to any Targaryen king with dragons is like that they have the giant elephant in the room, the giant tall lizard. Is that right. they have these giant fire breathing lizards? They have dragons. They have freaking dragons. Dragons are such right. a humongous like, and like especially during Aegon's conquest until the door like like with with a. Uh, Oh, oh my gosh! I can't believe I'm about to. Oh, Torin, Torin Stark, like Torin Stark, right. just like new, just like it's like, yep, okay, I know what happened at Harrenhal, and I have known like we cannot win this, guys. No, right. This is not. Uh, this is not a winnable fight. Cut your law. It's like, come on, guys. Be let's be smart, please. Well, and like the thing is, like yes, they could win. Like the Dornish did win, but like the way that they won is basically is like. Is that victory? Is that is that victory? Is it victory or survival? It's a great question. It's a great is it victory so, or survival. And so, how great of a general is he? In a way, it's like he was because he knew how to exploit the dragons, right? Until someone that was his only. But that was his only card. In a weird way, you need to think of, and he's a relatively he's a somewhat unknown figure. You need to think of. Aegon, in some ways, as Pyrrhus of Epirus. Now, here's where the, the thing goes. Pyrrhus could win almost any battle, but uh -huh. he always had elephants, and that wow. was his trump card. So what, what, we're, what we're essentially talking about is that, and it's something that the show talks about, right. is, that, is that the way Aegon defeated like, like King Heron the Black, the awful King Heron the Black, I right. was was like both folly, but at the same time wise. In that, like Heron Hall was like this awesome castle, and he could have become what Aegon was theoretically. Right. It, mm -hmm. it, it's just that, like, but he, but Aegon changed the rules of warfare, right? And like he brought in this whole, as as you once put it, the Z axis into into warfare, right. which had never been before. Handled. It's basically 100% like bombers being introduced, and everyone's right. still. Like, it's 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 literally bringing a knife to a gunfight. So it's like, what are you gonna or, do? You you can't. I think it's the other way around, dude. It's a gun to Sorry, a knife fight. Gun to a knife fight. So in this case, it's like, how the heck are you gonna fight something that a you've probably never seen before? B, yeah. no one alive actually knows how to fight them. And two, how are you going to defeat more than one? Yeah, so... And, uh, I mean, to be fair to Aegon, though, for, for his good credit, is that, like, in contrast to... And this is something George R. R. Martin intentionally did, is, like, compare mm -hmm. him to Daenerys, is that it's one thing to conquer people. Conquering is, in some ways, it's, it isn't what I'm about to say, but... In some mm -hmm. ways, it also is this. It's semi-easy, in quotes, to conquer a people. Here's, here's the, it here's, is here's so the much harder to rule a people, especially here's the, a newly here's, conquered here's the, here's people. The, here's, the, here's the word you're looking for. Conquering people is simple. It's Yes, easy. that's the better it's, word, yes. It's simple. That doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean it's not... That doesn't mean it's straightforward. No. What it does mean is that 
what it does mean is that if you want to conquer someone, it's very... If you really want to conquer people, it's not hard. But now you've got the issue of actually ruling people and actually getting them to get along. That's harder. Yes. That truly is harder. And the one thing that, that you, you said out brilliantly is Robert Baratheon... He, he conquered, in the loosest possible sense of the term, in, in the sense of a rebellion. And he also was, if not like each other, at least the people, the, the nobles were able to get along with him in power. With Robert? Or yeah. with Aegon? With Robert. Yeah. I mean, the, the only civil war with Robert was with Balon. Right, uh, and that was a joke. Pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Let's face. Let's face it. Balon's well, uh, future episode, but yes, yes, it was. Let's face it. Balon. Balon has the tactical sense of a two-year-old. In that one, yes, he got yes. a little bit smarter. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Well, the difference between the difference between one and two is not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. Oh, no, 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 don't so, get me wrong, but so yes. Not, not too much credit there. Yes. Well, that's a whole other episode, We, but yes. And, um, yeah, but then... It, and it's also... I don't want to get into the historical, the genuine historical comparisons, but it's just like the amazing thing about Robert is just like that... It, and kind of what did happen with Aenys at the same time, actually, the, actually there is a parallel there between Robert and Aegon, of that both mm -hmm. of them just like they kind of behave themselves only because Robert and Aegon were in charge and the minute that like they're gone it's just like ooh okay let's right. get these rounds it's like it's uh, like time to, time to get what i want yeah and like that's Tywin Lannister for you i mean there already was like a burgeoning civil war when Robert died but it was the problem with the, at the, that point it was just a rebellion it wasn't a clear cut war well, and the problem with the problem with Robert is that rather than, and this is where I give him a huge shitload of, uh, where where I actually demote him a lot is that when he saw a problem, he was like he's like Jamie Lannister. When he sees a problem, he pulls out a sword and hacks its head off. Yes. The well, problem is the problem is is that and and Aegon and Jaehaerys knew this is like some problems you can't do that with. It's not that that it's a bad idea. It's that it just simply doesn't work. I think what you're you're saying, and I like, I agree, is that unfortunately Robert was meant is like is too much of a soldier, and that like right. his only he really understands like fighting. He doesn't understand like diplomacy, right? And, and he's, uh, but right, and he's he's able to get people to get along when they have the goal of fighting. But other than that, well, no, 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 no. Like the great thing that they said they that we we celebrated about Robert is that he made. Very fast friends out of enemies, right? Of like, all it would take was a cup of wine and a little, a couple words with between Robert Baratheon, and suddenly you would just swear your loyalty. You would be totally on his side. Mm -hmm. And like, Aegon was kind of like that, except well, he, again, Aegon, except Aegon no, except like no wine. Said, he was just kind of like, kind of cold and remote, but also like kind of charming and. Wise and well, Aegon, Aegon, as you put it brilliantly, had the advantage of having these fifty-foot-tall 
fire breathing fire breathing reptiles behind you that say okay if you guys don't get along well my friend here's hungry yes but like actually that's the great credit to jaharis of exactly. jaharis is like the great one for for that right. we haven't gotten anywhere in terms of this discussion other than this being fun uh i know well, like I said, this is a this is such a tough one because again, do we want the greater legacy or do we really want the better ruler? Because in my opinion, I mean, I'll just say it, I'll say it kind of straight up. I think the better ruler, gen the best ruler of Westeros, genuinely is Jaehaerys. Because look at look at look at the facts. He ruled for over five decades. That's longer than most modern monarchs have ever ruled. He was able to create a system of law that persisted for over two centuries, and he was able to essentially bring a realm where most of the of the rulers really did not like each other, and he, he at least got them to get along with each other for decades. So, but but he's but he's kind of kind of forgotten because of that. It's true, um, you know. I think. I think though, in that in the spirit of dragon. Of the dragon category. Mm -hmm. And undoubtedly, don't get me wrong, and he passed the first round. There's a humongous impact in being a great rule ruler. Mm -hmm. But I think this ultimately does come down to legacy. Okay. This really does, like, in the spirit of dragon category, I think it's not who is the best ruler. Because that's right. because we, we didn't let Egg pass. One, because he was. One, because he was up against... Uh, he was up against Magor and someone like that. He, he was up against Magor and, like, and Jaehaerys, who had, admittedly, even huger impact than Egg. Right. Even though Egg was probably next to Jaehaerys, as we said earlier in this episode, like, one of the best rulers of Westeros. And if his kids had behaved, he would have been the best, probably. Right. <laughs> yes. Um... I really do think, though, it comes down to legacy. And in a way, though, that does not mean I'm diminishing Jairus just yet. Fair enough, fair enough. Because there is something so much to be said of that, the legacy of, of that everyone cites Jairus as the model king of that, and the time period where everything was going more or less so well. Right. Everything was going pretty smoothly. And that he, he, he mended Westeros and made it so much stronger than what it ever was before. He, he centralized, he made Westeros into one actual realm. Right. And it really was, suddenly, it wasn't the, the six kingdoms that... Right, that, it uh, really was it the was, seven. It was this united realm. Mm -hmm. And that is an amazing legacy. It is. It is? But it's not enough. I don't... Maybe not, because... Because just the sheer shock value of a... Of, like... Of that we gotta oh, remember. Got for, 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 for Robert, it's just that, like... I guess, like, for both Robert and Aegon, that they are, have this similarity. And that for, for Aegon, it, it's that there was millennia of, like, the Seven Kingdoms, like, 
barely being like you can even call them seven kingdoms if that and that like kingdoms themselves were at war like the north it's like the boltons and starks are fighting sometimes it's the north fighting the fighting the iron islands sometimes they're fighting this it's like who's fighting who just like there's never there's never peace never and then basically Aegon through the sword yes through the sword stopped the civil wars from happening right and made it clear like i am your king mm-hmm. this is my world and even like though even though that he didn't conquer dorn though dorn from now on was this kind of outlier well dorn dorn knew its place ultimately yes and no like lots of dornish wars but yes, right. but Dorn, but Dorn knew that it's like, look, we're not, we not, we won't be able to win, but we'll survive. Mm-hmm. That was the attitude, and we can annoy the crap out of you guys. <laughs> exactly. So, and then with Robert, it's really that Robert. Uh, you cannot deny. Just like the thing is, like they they worshipped the Targaryens as. Especially, right. like, even though it had been hundreds of, e- almost 150 years since they'd seen them ride a dragon. Right. It's still just, like, they look different. They kind of, like, are just, like, they are different. Larger than life. Like, these larger-than-life figures, and, like, they at one point commanded dragons, and they still had dragon eggs. It's just, like, it's, like, like, they, they were, like, exceptional beings. It's, like, mm-hmm. and basically, it's just, like, like even though Damon had kind of like, but but like with the Blackfires, like they're still like obviously Targaryen descendants. It's mm-hmm. just like they're a different branch of Targaryens. Right. It's really when Robert just like glad said like no, no they're like yeah they were once exceptional beings, but they're just ordinary people. Right. They're not. And, they're not gods anymore. They're not. Yeah. It's like they're not gods anymore. Look. Like I, we can win this. We can actually win this. Mm-hmm. And then he pulled it off. Yeah. Then he pulled it off. I mean, one, it's a, it, it is both a commentary. We, we've said it before. It's, it's a commentary both on how brilliant and amazing Robert is mm-hmm. and how exceptionally <laughs> incompetent and stupid Ares was. Yes. And, like, even though, like, all these people love Rhaegar, it's like, I don't know. Rhaegar kind of just was sitting on his butt until it was kind of, like, this is a bit too, like... It's right, late. it's like... It's a bit it's late like, in the game when you're you're coming back to save the kingdom. Right, and it's like... Rhaegar, and you already kind of started this mess, so... Right, and it's like, Rhaegar, way to take responsibility for your actions. And, great job, guys. You, lo- you lost Prince Rhaegar. Now you're stuck with the Mad King, and he's almost as suicidal, and he's almost as omnicidal as a. Uh, and he's uh, he's as cruel as Magor and as omnicidal as as anyone else. So it's like, what the hell are you gonna do with with this army? Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's like. So like from a cultural legacy, it was just like it was like it was like what the oh my gosh. It's like I imagine it. for the Westerosi, it was just like it was so surprising and so just like what? On paper, this shouldn't have worked. On paper, this should not have worked. 
Oh yeah, it's it is it is the Tudors rising. It is like all these kinds of historical moments are just like what the what what this this happened. No, that doesn't make make sense. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like cool. He uh, he won. Um, but he then won. he won, and there was basically in his time period stagnation and corruption. Yes, but also at the same time peace. Right. Right. And unlike Ares. The Mad King's piece, it was like not this kind of tyrannical Taiwan piece. Right. It was legitimate. Hmm. Uh, this is tough. But that being said, mm-hmm. I gotta got admit, I gotta admit, when it comes to like legacy, just sheer undeniable legacy. The Aegon. fact that they, they, they count the years after Aegon's conquest. Right. The fact that, like, everyone mentions Aegon all the time, that he is just... He is, the, he is the standard of kings. I don't know. No, we, we said Jaehaerys is the standard of kings. Well, but he's the... He, well, okay, then. He's but he, the is standard, this, he is this legend of great... Right, he's the standard of great figure. men. Of that, even though we know he died of a stroke, it's like it's like it's we 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 the Westerosi kind of forget that it's just like he's just like in that he was this like essentially this god who came to the Westerosi in their eyes in a way, right? And that's why they kind of looked past like it's like oh you have two wives and they're your sisters ah well but you you ride this giant amazing dragon and you conquered right. us and you brought us peace you, and you're really, you ride this giant death lizard. And, like, you destroyed Heron the Black's castle. You are... You got balls. More than balls, dude. Like, he's a... Like, a... a he is like this, like... He kind of was a, a quasi-god king. Right. Well, he was the... He was Alexander the Great. In many ways. Yeah, and just like that legacy. That legacy. I think the legacy of... Of Ares of, of Aegon, sorry, is so completely undeniable. It's so undeniable. It's everyone like is compared to Aegon, for good or ill. Mm-hmm. Everyone is compared to Aegon. Everyone, like even like when, like what we say, like when when it's like someone did something like, "Wow, Darren the Second, like he did what Aegon couldn't do." He right. United the realm. It's like wow, or like Darren the Young Dragons. Like he did what Darren Aegon couldn't do without dragons. He conquered Dorne. Yeah. Like wow, like all these things. Like we're all comparing him to Aegon. Mm-hmm. Like even Robert, I, I just was comparing him to Aegon. Right. And I guess that means like the superseding is like that because he's the standard that we compare. Right. I think there is there is an an undeniable level of legacy there that. You can't argue with that. Yeah. You can't. It just can't. It yeah. just can't be. No. I, mean, I, I think we have to go for it and say that Aegon really is the dragon. He is the dragon. Aegon, Aegon the dragon is the, the ultimate dragon. He is. He created the Iron Throne, and congratulations. Uh, uh, 
I'm both not surprised and also surprised. But like the more I think right. about it, yeah, yeah, just like he he really was he really was the best that, that he was the best well, we saw of Westeros ever. I wouldn't say that. I, I'd say what we were debating on, like what I ultimately argued for for legacy of like what the spirit of the dragon category is of like that legacy is like he just he changed the world mm-hmm. or at least Westeros so much. Uh, he still changed like the world. Yeah. And so just like he's such a towering figure, this mythic figure. And we can quibble about actually ruling, and we can quibble about, like, well, the merits of conquest and certain things. Exactly. But, like, we're quibbling, ultimately. Right. We still can't, like, deny, like, that is still, like, pretty damn amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. There you have it. There you have Egg it. On Aegon the first. Uh, so, it's been a fun, fun journey, but like I said, we got a whole line of ideas for what we're going to do next for Season 2, so don't click away. We still got plenty of ideas for where we're going to go next. Yeah. We're going to start talking about the... the Sorry, that's my Action. stupid other thing. <laughs> uh, we got... Plenty of ideas coming up. We are going to go through the claimants. We are going to talk about about Damon and at least one of his sons and their attempts to take the Iron Throne. We're also going to talk about a bunch of the a couple of the the of the other kings in the War of the Five Kings. We're also going to talk about hands. We we definitely wanted to talk about Tywin, and we're gonna devote probably a big old two parter. I'm guessing to Tywin Lannister. Yes. So we got plenty of episodes coming forth. We got plenty to talk about. So stick in. So stick in. That, that's not the right one, but stay tuned. Stick around. <laughs> stick, stick around. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stick around. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm James. I'm Evan. See you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. <laughs>